welcome back to the JW Nixon High School Class of 1992 podcast. I'm your host, Missy Barrientos. In this episode, we have another guest interviewer. Max Salazar talks to Becky Rodriguez. You might remember her as Becky Martinez. And she tells us what she has been up to in the past 30 years. Okay, my name is Rebecca Rodriguez. I go by Becky. I was Becky Martinez. Now I'm Rebecca Rodriguez. And I have been a teacher for 22 years. And now I am an academic uh, reading coach for campuses of, in need of improvement. I'm out of the classroom. Wow. Fun, fun, that's fun. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's terrific. 22 years. Cause I'm like, yeah. when you first said that, I'm like 22 years. I'm like, oh wait, yeah, you've been retired two years from the, from the Navy. So I'm like, that yeah. adds up. Yeah, we're getting been, old. Yeah, it, it's funny when you see your, your students or their, their teachers that you're helping now and it's like, whoa, you know, but I, I love what I do and I don't see myself retiring anytime soon. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So why don't we go back to high school and if you can tell us uh, what you were like as a teenager, at least what you think you were like as a teenager. I think I was now, I mean, now looking back, but I was, I think I was very, I'm very easygoing, I think. But I think a lot of people thought I was maybe a snob or stuck up, but I was just really shy. I don't know. I get to, but I was very, I think I was fun. I was, I don't know. I was just, I guess I was just going with the flow most of the time, but I, I think now when we, in retrospect, we, we reflect on my friends and we, we stuck to our own little group. Like we never, like we never let outsiders in, you know, but I was easygoing. I was fun. I wasn't, um, I should have been more committed to my studies, but I balanced, I had, a, I think I balanced my, my school with my friends, but I really, really put so much effort in valuing my friendship with my girlfriends that I, that we have, that I think is, is something that I hold true to my heart till this day. Wow. Okay. But I yeah. think I was shy. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I, no, think I was no. shy. <laughs> no. So, so before we started the recording, we were talking about how we knew each other. And so my first memory of you, and this is before I knew we were related. So uh-huh. Lamar B. Middle, uh, yeah, Lamar B. Lamar Middle School. Say, I can't even That's say where it. I taught for 17 years. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so Crazy, sorry. right? <laughs> yeah. But so Lamar Middle School, sixth grade. And my first memory of you was the first day of Spanish class. And Mrs. Baeza was our teacher. Uh-huh. And I remember you from there. And yes, I saw you as being quiet. And I, I, I'm very, very critical of myself. And so I thought you just didn't like me. So that's was what a-, a lot of people thought like, oh, you didn't like me in high school. Or I didn't like you. Like, you know, I'm like, and I would think the same, like you didn't like me in high school. And they're like, we didn't know each other. We wouldn't talk. Like it was, but I, I may have thrown off that vibe, you know, but mm-hmm. in trying to just be, I was just shy or maybe embarrassed, but that's not so. Well, I mean, I was a dork, so I, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, we I, all I, were. Yeah, no. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so what do you think, since we're kind of going down this line, what do you think your classmates thought of you then? That they think you were the, I mean, you were saying shy, maybe they didn't like you, but that they see you as obviously not a headbanger. No, uh, I wasn't. I wasn't like anything that I did like fashion and I was up to date with all the fashion trends. But to say that I was like a headbanger, or, you know, 
I was in the GT classes. I can say I was a nerd in that sense, but yet I was the fun one in my group. I mean, till this day, like, I mean, I'm the fun one. I'm the one, you know, that makes it fun. <laughs> that's oh, that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, I'm more, you know, and I always compare myself when I'm at school and we talk about high school to my sister and I'm much more outgoing, much more, um, you know, I guess a bigger risk taker than my sister. And with my group of friends, I mean, we can sit and laugh about the stupid things I did or the stupid choices we made, you know, and it's hilarious, but I guess it molded us to be who we are today. But I was, um, I think I was just a lot of people and I get that vibe now that I'm older and I have, I work with people and they're like, you didn't like me or, or, you know, you were, I'm like, no, I just didn't know you, you know, but it may have now that I can reflect back and, you know, I'm a little bit more critical of myself. I can say that, you know, it was probably because that's the vibe I let get off, but maybe it's because I was just, no one's going to believe this, but I was just a little shy. <laughs> no, but that's okay. That's okay. Because, you, you know, somebody actually came up to me at a grocery store. It's actually the, the, the clerk and uh -huh. she, I helped her out. This guy was being really rude with her. Uh -huh. And I, and I look at her, I'm like, you don't have to take this. So he's gone. And she looks at me and she's like, you know, I thought you were so stuck up before you helped me out. And I'm like, what? I'm not stuck up. And I, um, I think it's also, be, and I get this, I would get it a lot from former students or from students that weren't my students and they knew of me at Lamar because, you know, I'm 4'11". So you have to walk in there and, and know what you're doing and stand your ground. So I had a lot of, I was one of those. I was a tough teacher. Mm -hmm. And they're like, when they get to know me or they're in my classroom or after they, you know, they're like, oh my God, I hated you. Or I thought you were the worst, you know, you were so strict, but now that I get to know you and I get that vibe, I mean, I shouldn't laugh about it, but I also get it from my ex-students or, or students that I've worked with. They're like, oh my God, I dreaded your class. And now that I know you, or, you know what I mean? So I guess it's just, it's the vibe I give off. And yeah. I've gotten it from my husband's friends. Like you didn't like me. I'm like, I didn't know you like, you know, so. Well, that's cool. I mean, and, and yeah. it's weird because, like I said, when we first met, I was like, gosh, she doesn't like me. She doesn't, you know, <laughs> yeah, very self-conscious. Yeah. yeah. And, and, as yeah. We were, and, but we find out, you know, later, to, later on, I find out because your aunt would go visit my grandfather, their, their half siblings and we're related and we're like, I'm like what? Yeah. No. She goes, yeah, my niece is there in your class. I'm like, no, really? <laughs> no, she doesn't so, like me. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. Well, yeah, like I said, uh, in, in all fairness, I, and, and you know what? I was kind of the annoying kid and that's okay. So who is your best friend? I, I, I asked this out of in, in all sincerity mm -hmm. because I don't remember much. So my, my best friends, and it's, I say this with pride, it's not just one, but since sixth grade, I've had the same best friends and it was Claudia Moreno. Remember Claudia? Yes. Ronnie, Ronnie, mm -hmm. Rodriguez. Then uh, Artie uh, Garza, what's that Miguel now? Artie got to Lamar in sixth grade. Nina Garcia, and Nina just passed away last month, yes, a month ago. So, uh, and then, so it was all of us. And then in high school, we, in eighth grade or so, we met up with Lizzie Moreno, when she became mm -hmm. part of our group. And then Isela, which was later on in high, met her in high school. So we were all friends, but it was like Lizzie and Claudia were cousins. Artie, Nina, and Isela were cousins, and I was just the friend that, you know, but I can't say that it was me and Ronnie or me and Claudia, like, we were all just tied at the hip, but I do remember always being with 
in, in Lamar, it was Claudia, me, and Ronnie to the point that we'd call each other. What are you going to wear tomorrow? Okay, let's all wear that tomorrow. It was one of those. So, but it was that group of friends and we stayed, um, we stayed friends. I mean, till this day, I mean, I've lost two of my best friends, but we're, we're tied to the, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, we don't see each other all the time, but we can sit together and, you know, cry of laughter of the stupid things we did together or reminisce. And, and we still have a group chat. We know we still talk, but uh, yeah, those are my best friends. You know, I want to, I want to point out, so Lizzie, I've known since the fifth grade, and yeah, I did get under her skin. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, but no, she's, she actually is another relative, but she's, I don't know how distant a cousin is, but I used to go to her house for these birthday parties. I never saw her there, but then I find Mm -hmm. out, yeah, she's kind of like your cousin, which whatever. Yeah, everybody's a cousin in Laredo, but yeah, and then, I mean, we stayed friends in high school and then in college. I lived with Isela and Lizzie was there. So we, you know, and it was just, it's just crazy how we, we've stuck together, but it's just, I say it with, that's one of the product things I, I think I have that I take with me from high school is my friends. Well, you see, I'm jealous because I, and I, and I apologize upfront uh, to those who may be offended, but yeah, I just don't keep in touch with anyone other than like on, on through Facebook and Roger. Okay. I will Roger know that he gets and I are good friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just reconnected. And so he and I, mm-hmm. uh, we talk to each other uh, once every two weeks. Um, so where did, I mean, we've already established who your gang was um, throwing gang signs and everything, but where did you guys mm-hmm. hang out? Where'd you, what did At you Lamar? Start? I remember Lamar was crazy. Like in sixth grade, we hang out in front of Dr. Alanis's room. Do you remember Dr. Alanis? I guess I do very room? much. Yeah. And then, I mean, the cool part of Lamar was that we were there eighth grade year. Remember when they were tearing down, they were demolishing half of the school? Yes. So like we would get off at noon and yeah. I remember being on three-way calls all day long with Lizzie, Ronnie, Dano, Jado. Like we'd just be on the phone all afternoon. And, uh, you know, that was eighth grade. And then in high school, in eighth, I don't remember seventh grade, very blur. Seventh grade is a blur. But in high school, we hang out at the wall. I mean. The wall. The wall. We had to, wow, you know, yeah. just, you know, a rite of passage for anybody that went to Nixon. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it, it's part it, of the wall. Is it still there? I mean, the wall. They redid the entire school. They <sighs> knocked down buildings. It's a huge, I mean, it's beautiful. And I, I've got, I went there a couple of years ago, many years ago for a meeting or something, but um, it is humongous. It's, it's unrecognizable. It's one huge building now and it's just taken over that whole area. Wow. Okay, yeah. so we're gonna knock them on fire hazards. I'm just putting that out there. Uh, <laughs> no, so I I don't remember you being the type to skip class. So uh, is that is that true about you? Yes, and I, one memory, and I always tell I tell I, my boys like because I have two boys. I tell everybody too, and it's funny because we skipped. I think it was our junior year, and we went across to like Cadillac Bar, and Lizzie's dad was the principal, so we had to get back on time. Remember, we get, got back before the bell rang. And my dad was picking me up from school. My dad never picked me up from school. That day he was. And he's like, so how was school? He thought, I'm like, oh my God, it was awesome. We went to the Cadillac bar. We went here. And I don't know, I think George Strait was there. We Something to that effect. And he's like, what? Where did you go? Like, it just slipped out. And I was like, hey. But, and he's like, I'm not going to tell your mom. I'm like, please don't tell my parents, my mom. I feared my mom, you know. But yeah, we would like, or we would go to breakfast. I remember I had Miss McDowell for music. Uh-huh. and my sophomore sophomore year maybe and I, me and Lizzie never went to her class we'd go for breakfast 
with <laughs> add on. And I, I just remember these, I mean, it's, it's very vague, but it's just, um, it's just weird how we would, you know, we would, we would skip and we'd go to the lake or we'd go across or we just go to somebody's house and do nothing just to say we skipped. But yes, I would, but I balanced it. <laughs> I can vouch for myself. I balanced my grades because I feared my mother. Uh -huh. I feared my mom and I just didn't want her to, to be disappointed in me. But yeah, I had my fun. I, we did our stupid things. Well, that's cool. We yeah. Stupid things. Yeah. I, I think I skipped class once in high school and it was with a teacher, believe it or not. So it's Miss Mrs. Yeah. Uh, Ms. De Los Santos, her, myself, yeah. Fernando, she gave us an excuse. Of, I gotcha. <laughs> but yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> skipping with teachers is not. I had, we had an accounting teacher, me, Brian Novoa and Liz Gutierrez. I forgot her name. Um, I'm going to remember tonight. And like, she would have us go pay, run her errands during our class. We'd go pay her bills, go to her house and get whatever she needed. She was an accounting, super cool uh, teacher. But yeah, so we would go have lunch or you know what I mean? And run her errands, and, you know. That's so funny because but yeah. when you, when you, when you watch the news, there's, there's always a lot of heat with the military and yeah. I'm sorry, the teachers, you guys get in more trouble than we do. So I'm just, you know, having exactly, you know, we, we wear, we do something wrong and it's like, you know, but I've always been, I think, and I worry about it too much. My, even my boys, uh, my husband tells me I worry too much about what other people think, you know, so I'm constantly thinking of what other people are thinking before I do something. And I've always been like that. So I guess that keeps me in line, but yeah, I mean, we skipped, I, we did it. We had fun how we, we survived some of the times we, <laughs> the things that we did and why we were, what we were thinking through them. I mean, God only knows, but they're, they're great memories. And we can, I mean, till this day, we just like, it's, we'll just be sitting together and all of a sudden like, y'all remember we did this? And I'm like, oh, like, what were we thinking? But well, that's, yeah. that's, but that's why they're great memories because you yeah. weren't thinking. And now as an adult, you're so conscious and you're so afraid. And that's what I miss is just saying, just going with the flow and just having fun. No cell phones no pinning your location it was just based on trust you know mm -hmm. uh God, I and know. So, yeah fun times so did your mom have you you know to help you with you know your your preparation for college did she have you join any clubs or did you join on your own i i did everything on my own i was self-driven mm -hmm. and it was not because uh it was just because uh i respected my mom i, I mean my parents were divorced so it was more my mom but for getting into clubs, like I, I did student council. I think that's one thing I regret not getting more involved in, in, the, in the school life uh, because I was so focused on my friends. You know what yeah. I mean? On what we were, I didn't want to miss out on the partying and the, the get together. So, you know, why join something? I did join Golden Spurs or I tried out and then I got out or me and Claudia did that like for two days or something. <laughs> like, but it was like, no, because then I can't be with my friends. Like it was always, um, I need to be with them. You know, we had that bond. But my mom did help me through the call through going into college and applying for, you know, loans or whatever it may be. My mm -hmm. mom was very, very uh, vital in that part. And so was my sister because my sister went and then I went after her. So in that sense, but I was, I was, I've always been self-driven. Sometimes I think it's too much. Like there's no need to do what I do, but I just, once I start something, I have to finish it. Uh -huh. So, and I think I got that from my mom. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Like, truly, truly. And, and did you, did you work on top of that? Did you have a job? I didn't have a job in high school until my senior year. Mm -hmm. It was funny because me and Claudia got this wild hair for butts and we thought, you know what, we don't need to go to school all day long. Let's get off at noon. You know, you have the afternoon <laughs> off. 
And we had to ask special permission. And, and Lizzie's dad was a principal and he knew my mom really well, both Claudia's cousin, you know, her uncle. We got permission from him. So we had the morning, we, we had our credits done. So we were done by noon. And we applied at, well, it was National Video at the time or West Coast Video. Oh, yeah. And, okay. And we got the, me and Claudia both got the job. So it was really cool because we had, you know, we would go to school in the morning and then go to work like at three or four and work four to five hours. I mean, it was part time. And then as we got the hang of it, we were there for, you know, on Saturdays and Sundays. And it was just money to, you know, money on the side. But and then in college, when I was here at LC, I was uh, like a student teacher or a teacher aide kind of. So I didn't really have a real job until I like a full time job until I got my degree. So that, is that kind of describe what your typical life was? Then you went to school half a day. And then you went Yeah, to in my senior year. And then like, if there was something going on for school, we'd get there back at three o'clock. Like, you know, we didn't want to miss out or whatever. But yeah, I mean, me and Claudia did that. And I remember it was fun. We'd get off at noon, you know, do what we had to do or go to work. And we had that extra money. And, and we, I met friends at National Video that I'm still friends with today. Like, it's crazy. Wow, were they, were they different schools or? It was just older people like Joey Baeza. He's now- oh. uh, yeah, I don't know if you know Joey Baeza. Oh, yeah, we're uh, <laughs> we were neighbors. Well, he's a, you know, he's a police officer now, but he's older than us. But he, he was my manager and I know him now. And there's uh, other friends that are older than me and Claudia. We met there. It's just, it's just it was fun. I, it was my first job and, and it was fun. So you just triggered a memory. It just occurred to me where you worked. You see, I, I haven't been to Laredo in so long. Actually, mm-hmm. I haven't been there in like five years, but I haven't lived there since like 99. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I remember checking out a video from National <laughs> Video and my friend held on to it, Kathy. She had the, the tape. And I remember him calling me and he's like, Max, you really need to get we that video back. Video and I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, a, like it was like, well, it was like a month past due. And he waived all the fees and stuff, but because we were yeah. neighbors. He's like, yeah, you need to go get that from Kathy, man. You need to turn it in. So I had no idea you were there. I mean, yeah. Wow. And I, you know, the, the truth is I probably saw you there. Um, I just don't remember. I don't remember a lot. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was, a, it was a side gig, you know, just extra spending money, you know? Uh, and it was, I mean, we had fun. It was, it was a fun job. And then once I started uh, going, I went to LC for two years. I got a job at a camp at Kristen middle school, me, Lizzie and Claudia again, got mm-hmm. a job and we were like teacher aides, like half or we're tutors. We were tutors. Wow. Uh, we were tutor students. It was like a, a grant or a, you know a program that they had with the district and um so I would go to my I had my classes in the morning and then I would tutor at Kristen middle school from like 12 30 to 3 30 and it was you know so it was just part-time I never yeah. I never had a full-time job until I graduated which was I guess I mean, it was good no that's great that's that's terrific you you've already kind of described some of like your your fun memories your favorite mm-hmm. memories yeah what about things that you may regret or I mean you mentioned actually you did talk about some of the things you regret but is there anything that made you sad during during high school yeah I mean high school was it was good I had a group of friends but I think if if and I'm not going to mention names but I wouldn't have had a boyfriend I think I would have devoted been more um open to things you know and that was high school high school was really good my mom was really good Uh, I was really tight with my mom so I mean, I, I, I have nothing there. My hardships didn't come until, you know, after, after college, after marriage, you know, when, when life gets real, mm-hmm. but uh, in high school, I just wish I would have been more open to things and maybe just, 
been taking more care of myself in that sense like you know more self-care more reflective and and no boyfriends you know just just enjoyed you know and I have I have boys I have nieces and that's what I tell them like when they're not I'm like don't have a boyfriend you know there's no real love well to me you know it's like don't get all serious wait you know because you know there's things you're like why did I let them do that or why did I why did I make that choice or it's you know you're fighting yourself so I wish I would have given myself more time to find myself and find out who I am and you know but I think that's everybody's no, no, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I've always advocated for, for kids not dating. Even, yeah. um, even when you're in college, you're, you're busy. I, yeah. There is a, one of our classmates, won't say the name, her younger brother, I found out, was a horrific boyfriend during high school. Yeah. And he ended up getting his girlfriend pregnant and she moved in with the family and they treated her like, you know, second-class citizen. She was yeah. a slave. He would yell at her. And he, I, if, if I heard correctly, that's why I'm not mentioning any, any names, yeah. but he beat her. And, and so, yeah, yeah it, like, you, yeah, know, because I, you don't know, you, you don't know your value yet. I think you don't realize your worth until you do what you want to do. So you're trying mm-hmm. to find yourself and then having, you know, oh, my boyfriend said I can't go to this party or I can't, it's like, what? Like now I'm like, what? Like, you know. It's, uh-huh. it's crazy, but it's just, that was, you know, the thing then you have, you have a boyfriend and you, you're going out with, and you can't hang out with this crowd because your boyfriend, you know, so it's a little stuff like that. But I think it's just part of growing up, but that you can identify it or you can go back and say, I shouldn't have done that. Then I think mission accomplished, you know, that you realized it, you learned from it. You're wise now that being yeah. oblivious to it would have been a different story. But well, other than that, yeah. I mean, my hardships or, or life didn't, I didn't, I guess life didn't teach me anything until I became a mom. That's when things start getting tough. <laughs> it, you know, yeah, it does. It, it really does. And the things that you do for your kids. Oh, I, God, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I am something of a pacifist. And mm-hmm. we were at a concert uh, to see, it was my, my daughter wanted to go see Melanie Martinez. How many kids yeah. do you have? I have two kids. I have an adopted son and I have a daughter. And we oh, took her and her best friend to Voodoo Fest in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, New Orleans. I keep saying it wrong. And this guy ends up rubbing up against my wife, not on purpose, mm-hmm. but I just hear her yell, get off me. And I'm like, I go into protective mode and I, yeah, well, I was going to tear this kid apart. And until I saw him, I'm like, oh my God, it's the kid. And my wife's like, no, it's okay. And I'm like, calm down. But yeah, yeah. you become so protective of your family. It's yeah, it's, a, it's a different type of love. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you wish you had done aside from not dating? I mean, but yeah. is there anything you wish you had done? Maybe finish time in, with the Spurs. I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just think I would have been more involved if I could have done much, much, much better in in my with my in my grade with my grades and classes. I could have. I just I did the minimum just to get by to to hang out with my friends, <laughs> like. It was just skimming through it. You know, if I would have put a hundred percent, I know I could have done better, you know, and that's where sometimes I regret. I'm like, God, why did I, like, why did I not do a science project or why did I, you know, <laughs> I remember one time I had to write a paper and I had Edgar Vasquez. I don't know if you remember Edgar Vasquez from our junior year. He oh. wrote my paper for me and I paid him because I was working at national oh. video. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm a writing teacher. Like I could write. Like, uh-huh. and I think about those things like, it was stupid. Like, why didn't I just put more effort into my studies, you know? But it just, I just did the minimum and I had fun. My whole focus was my friend, my girlfriend. Uh-huh. 
the only thing I, I, I don't regret is that we're, we're, they're through friendships. They're, they're like sisters, my sisters, but my, our whole life was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to join this. Cause then I can't hang out with my friends. You know, we were right. very involved in our class, like with pep rallies, with decorating stuff, with making decisions, you know, class of 92 with miss, uh, forgot her name. Um, oh, oh, our class rep, our, the teacher that was in charge of our, our class. Oh, uh, uh, sweet, sweet lady, a math teacher, I believe. Uh, yeah, did you teach at computers or something? Yeah, teach at computers. I think she she's already passed. Sweet lady. What? Uh, no. We her, Are you serious? We would go to her house. Yes, yeah, I remember. Downtown. I think she lived yeah. downtown and we'd go to her house and hang out and do posters and just, I miss more of that. Like, I wish I would have done more of that, you know? Oh, yeah. I, so I'm sorry you just dropped the bomb on me. I didn't know she had passed. I think I, so. I'm not sure. I, I think, okay. I believe she passed a couple of years ago. She was so cool. I, she used to, I, I had her computer class and I had from class night. She was a grip. She was a yes. <laughs> So Ab Abigail Delgado, she's Yes, Abby. I talked to Abby. Abby and mm -hmm. uh, uh, Ernie Flores. And so they would yeah. sit with me and I would be just running my mouth. And she yeah. would come just Max, you need to stop. Cause we know you already finished your work, but they need to, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm here copy it, copy it so we can talk. Yeah. Yeah, she I was forgot so her name. I'm gonna remember it like at three in the morning, but mm -hmm. super cool teacher. She was, a, she was a blast. She was a trip. Yeah, and, she uh, a lot of fun. And uh, I remember that. So just stuff like that. I think I would have done more. Who were your favorite teachers then? My I mean, favorite we... teacher in the world is Dr. Mitchell. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. Oh my God. Like you know, and I still run into her, and we'll still talk uh, every now and then. I'll see her. Um, I loved her class. That's the no, class she, that I remember. Yeah, she was terrific. I always thought she was really terrific. She was really nice. She'd always give me money and say, can you go get me my lunch? I'm like, oh. <laughs> but I, I have a bone to pick with her. She, until, I mean, even after high school, I ran into her and mm -hmm. she would call me Margarito. She would confuse me with Margarito. Oh, Margarito. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> that's me and Margarito. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, um, I mean, I would run into her because we had, at one point in time, we, we cut our hair with the same girl. And we just didn't, I mean, we, we talked for hours, you know, about stupid things, you know, the color of your lipstick, the style, you know, and she still remembered me, you know, she'd get me confused with my sister though. Mm -hmm. She'd always call me uh, Monica and I'm like, no, I'm the sister or whatever. But like after a while she would remember and, oh, you hang out with and then, but she's, I mean, I remember studying Shakespeare with her. I remember, you know, I would never skip her class. <laughs> no, she you was know, English was my, was my my forte but ma my math classes were the ones that I struggled with so um I have anything I remember I remember her, her wow and, you know mm -hmm. I I just finished watching the tragedy of Macbeth it was mm -hmm. not <laughs> I love I love Shakespeare but watching it on tv is not the same um yeah but I, I, get, mm -hmm. I do have a question for you in regards to her yeah. since you know her is her husband Tom Mitchell Dr. Mm -hmm. Mitchell yeah. okay so her class, I actually, I was a big flunky in high school, but I actually was trying to get my grades up junior year. And I could not get an A in her class to save my life. I take her husband's class in at Laredo Community College and I get an A. And he's I got a Sammy U now, I think. He's yeah, he now, is. I yeah, I he's really tough now. I don't know. Well, I, I loved, I actually picked up a habit learning to read because of Linda Mitchell. Mm -hmm. and I, I started with Frankenstein mm -hmm. and just exploded. So I, I owe her a huge grit of debt, uh, debt of gratitude because of that. Uh, but what about, 
who were the cool kids? Well, we were the cool kids. What do you mean? There you go. So my friends. <laughs> so it was us, and it was uh, it was Jado, Aaron, Tano, Lalo, Stephen Chapa. <laughs> you know, Gilbert Molina. I remember that group. You know, it was just I thought it was us because again, I never went outside of my circle. You know. Yeah, you know that's true. I my brother was a year ahead of us, and so I knew all mm -hmm. the, the the older kids like Ashley yeah. Bridge, and so yeah. I didn't. I just, yeah, I thought the same thing. It was like, yeah, it's just us. I don't know what cool kids are. Um, and you already mentioned math being one of you, being a oh. hard class. Is that your hardest? Yes, I'm not a math, I'm not a math person. I never have been. The the furthest I go is Excel spreadsheet with calculations uh, and I'm done, you know? Um, yeah, I just, I'm not, that's my, that part of my brain does not work. And mm -hmm. my my oldest is pretty good at math. And I'm like, well, you know, good, kudos to you. But it was just, and I, and what it is, is, you know, when you don't like something or you don't understand it, you just block it out. You know, I never gave it a chance. You know, Lizzie would, was, Lizzie and Claudia were my saviors for math. <laughs> they would tutor me, but I just, I don't like it. And I never gave it. So I, I had for math was, uh, for geometry, I had, uh, what's his name? <sighs> I had, I took geometry in summer school. Gekin, so was I Gekin? Am I wrong? An older man. I understood geometry. Mm -hmm. But then for, we were just me and, and Joey Gomez and Lizzie were just joking around on Facebook about the teacher for math. She was an older lady. Miss, oh my God, I have it at the tip of my tongue. And she was tough. I just didn't get, I just didn't get it. The only time I understood math Mm -hmm. Which one I had to take it at LC and I took it with Carmen Bettis's dad, Dr. Bettis. Oh, yeah. LC. Oh, my God. It was like, wow, is this what it felt like? I guess the way he, he explained it, he's an amazing teacher. And that's the only time I understood math. <laughs> Other than that, I just, I mean, I was just getting by. Like it was, it was tough. For me, it was tough. Wow. But I forgot her, our math teacher's name. I, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. Los Santos is the only one. The no, only one I never. I you see, I wasn't good in math, so I never went to De Los Santos because she was always. She always had to advance classes, so I I never taught. Excuse my cat. Oh, oh it's uh, okay. I'm a big cat lover. I'm trying to. I'm trying to adopt a kitty cat because I'm. I live here alone right now. I'm I have three. <laughs> I have three rescues. I want. I want one of the Egyptian cats, the ones with no hair. I heard oh, it's. Oh no, like, no no no! My need fur. My need, I don't know where fur. she went. Yeah. No, There's one. There's one with, it's just a down, a Cornish Rex. They only have mm -hmm. the down coon. Yeah. It's supposed to be more hyperallergenic. No, I, I want a Maine Coon. Those are expensive. Oh. They, they, they... Yeah, I had, well, I had a uh, Maine Coon. She ran away. Uh, oh. She had, so the people can't see. I, I'm trying like a big circle with my fingers. She huge oh. paws. And she was. Yeah, they're humongous cats. cats. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. Maine Coons. Very, yeah. very fluffy and, and very. I could go on and on about cats. Yeah, they, live, they live better than my husband and my kids right now. <laughs> yeah, well, they, yeah. my wife calls me the cat whisperer. I have broken kittens, from, uh, broken yeah. feral kittens and turned them into loving loving cats. Yes, yeah. we've done it twice and my husband now does it. <laughs> I got him. He's a cat, He's <laughs> yeah. a cat dad now. Because yeah, my wife started me. I was a dog okay. person. She's like, no, you're a cat person. Now. Okay. Yeah. My dog became a cat person. So, uh, <laughs> Favorite music? My favorite music? I'm not... I have a very eclectic, I was, I was thinking about it and I'm like, what am I, I went to my YouTube, my, uh, my playlist to see what I like. And I have a little bit of everything. I organize my music, like by music writing my mom, uh, my high school music, like it's just stupid. But my favorite, I, I remember thinking the nineties music, I was really into, 
um, that's when like Garth Brooks came out and yeah. you know, the, the country. Mm-hmm. So we would listen to that. And I was thinking about it. My, it was when uh, Color Me Bad. I was <laughs> Color Me Bad or Envo. Yep. I had Envo's cassette. And then Reality Bites. I remember having, uh, having the cassette and just having that in my car all the time. Wow. You know, I, and I was listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. I, you mentioned Color Me Bad and I was listening to them like two weeks ago. Uh-huh. I adore. Listen, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why I was listening to that. We don't want to talk about it though. Uh, and then PM Dawn. PM Dawn was, 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 a, oh was a good one. Oh my God, I forgot uh, about them too. The Cure for I Am In Love was in the 90s too. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like, I mean, I have my, my, my style of music is not just one. It's very mm-hmm. different, you know. No, they're like, and my, my kids are like that. Like my son, my older one likes country music, you know. So when he's in the shower, he hears country music. And then my my 16-year-old uh-huh. goes in there and it's like, oh my God, what club am I in? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> very different. And then my husband and me have very different styles too. So I kind of like just mesh with everything. But yeah, I was trying to think like what songs were in. And it was like Friday I'm in Love, Color Me Bad, and Vogue. Hilarious. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. That's so weird. Yeah. So my wife is a white girl from Southern Ohio. It's so like uh-huh. hill, hillbilly country. Uh-huh. And she loves gangster rap. Oh, I love, nice. and her dad got me into it. I love bluegrass. So whenever I grill, uh-huh. I want bluegrass on. I'm like, <laughs> and, just- and you know, you know what? If, if I had like right now we're, we're, I bought my husband a record player. So now we collect vinyls. And oh, my wow. son has a very, very expensive, pricey, that, that you know collection and then so me and my husband you know but I'm a big big my on my bucket list is Lionel Richie I have to see that man uh, it's just and it just but in high school he wasn't my favorite you mm-hmm. know I just like his music but Lionel Richie is like my all-time guy like I need to go see that man <laughs> oh yeah well he's cool I I one of my favorite songs is Brick House love it yeah I I have I, all his vinyls <laughs> Ah, I don't know if you remember the group Little Texas. Remember them? God bless I, Texas. <laughs> I met the lead singer of Little Texas. Oh, crazy. Yeah, it was very, very like half second. I was talking to uh-huh. his manager. So we, we spoke for like a second and or two seconds mm-hmm. and that was it. But I, I stayed talking to his manager. So trippy. Um, yeah. What about movies, TV shows, books, magazines? Okay, TV shows, Three Company is my all-time favorite show. I watch it. I have all recorded and it's just my go-to if I'm stressed. I watch, I put my reruns on, but John Ritter is my, my, he, I should have married the man. <laughs> Him uh-huh. and Rick Springfield, but Three's Company is my favorite show. You ask anybody that knows me and they know my favorite oh. show and I'll watch. I know every episode of my husband's like, really? You have them all recorded <laughs> and you're still recording them and you're watching. I'm like, yep. Saturday mornings, they give it, they show it on, well, I don't know what channel it is. And that's my go-to. His son, John Ritter's son. Mm-hmm. It's like, gosh, that guy looks familiar. And then you're like, yeah. oh. Well, you I'm, know that in the in the the last season, that little boy that's in the zoo with mm-hmm. them, the little baby yeah. that comes out, that's, yeah, that's, that's him. That's yeah. him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, when John Ritter died, like I was, my, my brother-in-law made fun of me. He's like, are you, we have to take, are you on suicide watch because John Ritter died? And I, I mean, he's my favorite actor. Like that's all time. Mean, though. That's me. Because I. You oh know, yeah, they just make fun of me because they know how obsessed I am with that show. Like literally, yeah. if you look at my DVR, I have like 105 these <laughs> company episodes, and it just makes me feel good. Like they're there, you know. Yeah, so, something funny. 
What about books? Are you a big, well, obviously uh, you. I, I stopped reading because of the time I had. And then I, I just finished my master's. So it was more uh, academic reading. But the last book, and it's embarrassing to say, but the last book I read was The Shack. Uh, and that, that was The Shack. Oh, okay. Okay. And they have a movie on it, but that's the last book I read and I read it twice. But I haven't, like, I, I haven't been able to pick up a book for enjoyment and just read in years. It's been, it, I just get busy. Well, you have to but, pick up, this is not a plug-in, everyone. Yeah. It's not a plug-in. Try reading one of Roger's books. The last one I thought I was- know, I know, I heard, I've heard so much about it and I've been, and now that I'm done with my classes and, you know, I have time in the evenings, uh, I have to start doing that. It's just like that time that nobody knows about. Nobody knows the book I'm reading. I just get lost in my own. <laughs> so, but yeah, I know, I know I need to get one of Roger's books. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty cool. Oh, I should say that because I've only read one. I've been, mm-hmm. I've been really busy. Um, but yeah, you know, it's a really good book. I, I started off, I was kind of like, okay, this is interesting. And it just kind of builds. And I'm like, oh my God, by the end, I'm just like, enjoying oh, really? it. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to put it on my to-do list. Yeah, no, definitely, for sure. I'm a big planner also. I put everything on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, good to know. Any words or phrases that you still use from your youth? No, I just remember it was funny. When I went to I went to St. Mary's and everybody would say that uh, anybody from Laredo would use the word super. Like it's super cold, oh. I'm super hot, whatever. We were super Laredoans. And then when I got married, we, we transferred to California and they called me on that several times, you know, super hot, I'm super tired. And, and I'm like, I guess it's from high school. I don't know, but I don't remember. Like, that, that's funny that you put it that way because I, somebody else mentioned that, the word super, I don't know if it was Sarah, but somebody mentioned it. Super, 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 super. And it didn't yeah. click until you mentioned super hot. And yeah. it's true. I. And to, to do that in California, they were like, it's really hot outside. And they're like, here comes Miss Rod from Texas saying it's super hot. Super and they hot. would make fun of me because like we have three liters here in Texas. In California, you don't have three liters. Like everything's not, there's no biggie size anything. You know, you go, you mm-hmm. come, you know, you water size this. And they're like, everything's bigger in, in, in Texas. It's even super bigger. Like they wouldn't make fun of me. Even my own students in California would be like, uh, everything's super bigger. Like, and I'm like, yeah, supposed to say it like that or whatever. But they would just, they would make fun of me because I'm super tired or, you know, you're super late. <laughs> it was just super. And I got that in California, even for my husband's friends. And even in St. Mary's, the Super Laredoans. They would call us the Super Laredoans. Wow. So, yeah. so you went to St. Mary's, I take it then. I went to St. Mary's, yeah. My sister went and then I went. How was that? How was, what was St. Mary's like? I loved it because it was just a small setting mm-hmm. and uh, I loved it. I loved it. I took my favorite class was one class based on um, Sandra Cisneros. That's all it was. Oh, and um, yeah. and Garcia, uh, Garcia Marquez, he, mm-hmm. he, he recently forgot his, I'm, I'm at a lot of words, Max. Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Yes, Ga- Gabriel Garcia Marquez was one class. Like there were just classes based on authors. And it was like a classroom of, of 12 kids, you know, it was just 12 of us and it was a priest or a nun or, you know, and if you were absent, you had to call in and tell them why and give them an excuse. I remember one time I got real sick and with strep throat and like I had the priest call me and pray with me and, you know, and uh, they were, it was just a close, like, I think I needed that, you know, you, you know, we were held accountable, but I loved it. I loved it. If I could go back, I mean, we went, we went a couple of years we went back for say like for oyster bake or whatever and I'm like oh my god my class is there it's so big now 
but I really enjoyed my college. I really I wish really I'd gone to St. Mary's or to University of Dallas, which is a Catholic university as well, mm -hmm. because I was drunk. I think every day, oh, my yeah. year, every single day, I was just like, tank. I mean, we, I, my friend and I would go drink and then we'd go to class to go tutor astronomy. And you're like, you guys drink? I go to class first and then we, you know, Thursdays and Fridays. Uh -huh. but, <laughs> I mean, the only downfall of going to Catholic University is those theology classes. I think the theology classes were, one of them was harder than my thesis. You know, it was like this professor was just, you know, it, he was Dr. Bolin. I'll never forget his name, Dr. Bolin. Uh, but yeah, my classes, I mean, they were tough. I remember I had, I had a professor and my sister had him too, super old school. He would read your paper. He would, you would have to buy a cassette. He would read your paper. He would put the cassette on and he would just criticize you. I mean, just criticize you and he would say you must be from Laredo because you're writing this way or whatever whatever so I'd go home you know get a beer you know he said I lived with me and Lizzie would be there I'm like okay guys let's listen to the tape and then I would have to make corrections based on his his recordings and then erase it you know rewind it and give it back to him for the next paper he was tough my sister had him too he'd make me cry I'd call my mom and cry but you know it was I think it was the best time I mean I remember my, the last week before I graduated, everybody was done with school. Lizzie was done. She was at UTSA. And I was writing my thesis. And I remember I didn't, I didn't sleep like for days, okay. you know. So when I got my master's, they're like, do you want to go thesis or non-thesis? I'm like, non-thesis. <laughs> like, you know, because I mean, I wrote it and it was, like, I have it with me, but it didn't really like get me anywhere. But I just, I loved my, my college years. I think I loved my St. Mary's years more than I did high school. I mean, I just, I don't know, maybe because I was, I don't know. It's just... They were good years. Yeah, yeah, good no, good that's, mm -hmm. that's definitely interesting. Good uh, memories too. No, but I that is harsh getting to take. Yeah, I would rather yeah. I get chewed out when I when I first got my commission. My boss would tell me, "Is Max, you write like a, you write like a fifth grader." I would rather get that than have someone record it. Oh yeah, so I would just get like we'd get our wine coolers or the beer, and I'm like, okay, everybody sit around here, you know. And, you know, we'd either be laughing or, you know, I'd cry and call my mom or my sister. And she's like, yeah, just, you know, do this. And, but he was tough. He was tough. And he, my sister had him for two years prior to me going, he did the same thing to her. So, but I'll never forget that. I would have to go and rewind the tape and give it back to him. He would do the same cassette all year, all semester long. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is trippy. I, okay. Imagine now what parents would do to us if we did that. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's just not going to happen. No, no, yeah. we definitely live in a very different culture. Uh, why I am not a professor. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're going to have a test today. No, we're not, sir. We're going to have a march. And you're going <laughs> to pass us. Yeah. Um, so is there anything from high school that you kept, like a, a varsity jacket, a yearbook, spirit ribbons? I had no idea what those were until I saw this. I'm like, I... I kept, I know I have my cap and gown somewhere. I have my yearbooks put away and I'll always, I'll say to this, um, Claudia was the, is the, is the keeper of pictures. Cause I, I thought I kept pictures, but then she kept like, she, one day we, we came over. Um, it was the, the, we were preparing for Isela's rose or, or funeral when she passed. Mm -hmm. And so everybody came to my house and we all got pictures out. And, you know, I got my pictures out and, you know, I had a Ziploc bag of pictures and Claudia came with these photo albums and they're like she wrote behind every picture and she decorated every page I'm like oh my god this is a chick that I'm gonna go to when I need pictures we were friends you know high school friends or whatever and then we we I she went to St. Mary's and then I went to St. Mary's and we we lived together in the dorm 
Oh, wow. And, you know, you know, they say you never should never live with your roommate, you know, with your, one of your friends. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, we made each other, we, we were difficult. We made each other's lives difficult. We like, like sisters. We had a different bond because we lived together. And then I met my boyfriend and we introduced her to her husband. So my husband and his best friend, his best friend was dating Isela. So then we, we both got engaged. And then my husband and, and Art, her 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 husband both got stationed with the border patrol in El Centro, California. So me and Isela lived together. And then we came back to Laredo and then we got married and we lived together in California for two and a half years. So we had this different love-hate relationship at times, but we just had a different bond because we experienced so much. Right. So yeah, her passing, I mean, it, 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 it still hurts, you know, and, and, uh, and, um, I just, I'm still, well, her husband is my husband's best friend and he's the godfather to my son. I'm pointing like in my sense and back of me, hello. Like, yeah. uh, so, I mean, yeah, it hurts. And then now that we lost, uh, we just lost Nina, you know? Yes. So I- it's, it's, it's been tough. It's been tough. I mean, I still, I still have moments that I just can't, I can't, it, it doesn't feel real. I you don't know, know if you remember. Jaime Tapia from high yes. school. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Jaime and I reconnected, and one day I just get a phone call, and he was like, you know, a little, I think a little scared, and he's like, Max, all our friends are are dropping, and you know, he had lost his parents already because his parents, he was Jaime's parents were much older when when he was born. Um, yes, I remember that. Yes, they were older people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and gosh darn, I mean, GC had just passed away. Yeah. And then we just lost Nina, and, and I felt so guilty because. And then Reno, I, I don't know if you remember Reno Suniga. He's also yeah. my cousin. He's on my he's my cousin on my dad's side. And Suniga, he yeah. hung out with. He was class of ninety three. He died, so it was like Isela passed, and then it was like it's just been you know Reno. It was Isela and Reno, and then my mom passed, and uh, it's just been it's been crazy. But you know Nina Nina's Nina's hurt. It still hurts. It's, it's hard, but. She is the bravest person I know. And because of her, I think we all try to be better. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, that's something that I miss. I missed out on leaving and losing those connections because I, I have a couple friends and, and yeah. that's a, you know, a thing because you're always moving and you yeah. can't really establish friends. That you, it's you, hard. You yeah. You, get, you have to let go of something when you, for your yeah. career or whatever. So I just got ghosted by the guy. I used to call him my brother from another Hebrew mother. So, <laughs> and uh, he, uh, you know, I've, I wrote him and he just hasn't written back. I'm like, oh, I wonder if something's going on aside from the whole Ukraine thing because he was stationed in, in Egypt. So I'm like, right. wow, yeah, you know, so I do envy that. And I know it, it, it's harder, but at the same time, I, you know, I kind of wish I had that because I don't, I don't have those connections so when I lose someone it's 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 family it's always family now so yeah well uh, the girl I mean yeah it, it was hard I mean Isela was was very very difficult and I had a lot of um we had survivor's guilt you know it was just very it was and you know and then thinking we're going to lose another friend mm-hmm. but you know it's 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 not funny but it's just it's just heartwarming that we when we get together because we're looking through pictures or we're trying to figure we can still sit there and laugh and be like, what the hell were we thinking and remembering memories, you know? And just the other day, um, I was looking, I have, I can't see at night anymore. I'm already like, I'm old and um, I wore contacts, whatever. And I was like trying to look for a street sign 
and it was dark. So I lowered the radio and me and Nina would always laugh at each other because we always did that. Like that's, that was nine and Nina's thing. And I'm like, Nina's laughing at me right now because I had to lower the radio to look at the street sign and that has nothing to do with seeing better, you know, it's just, you know, but little things, you know, that still reminds me of, of, of Nina. And, you know, she was, if I know I, I read the questions and um, they, if you can give a shout out to anybody, it would be Nina. And I hope I don't cry, but she was the strongest person on earth. She never let anybody know she was in pain. She never let anybody know she was scared. She is just, I admire her and, and um, she just makes me want to be a better person every day. You know, this past year, uh, back in, okay, we're in, back in January, I believe. No, I'm lying. October, November, no, October, September, October, my, my, own, my younger son got very sick. Long story short, they thought he had leukemia. It ended up being uh, the Epstein-Barr virus, which is just a, a um, an, I guess a full-blown version of mono, like very far gone. But we went through like three weeks of hell. And Nina called me every day. Mind you, she was going through her own battles, wanting to know how my son was, you know, letting me cry or letting me, you know, freak out with her, keeping me strong. And I'm like, here you are dealing with your own health. And she never, you know, she's just... She never let any of us, she never called any of us and complained about her situation. She never was mad at life. Never, ever, ever. Always positive and just, you know, bring it on. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. So when I read the questions and I saw that one, she, she's my shout out. And she, I know she's listening to us up in heaven, but um, yeah. yeah certainly. So, certainly. Yeah. Well, you know, my, my deepest condolences, gosh, I, I didn't, I didn't realize you guys were, were such close friends. Yeah. I, I'm going to move us along because I am yeah. holding us back. It's me. I'm, I'm asking a lot of questions. Oh, yeah. They're off topic, but Don't worry. let's, but. let's talk about your life after high school. We spoke about, you know, St. Mary's already. Mm -hmm. uh, we know you're a teacher, but you know, what was life like? Well, I went to school. I went to school. I mean, that was something that I was just driven. And then uh, I met my husband. I met my husband in 1995. And I was with Ronnie. Ronnie introduced him to me because Ronnie's sister, her brother-in-law owned a bar. And she asked me, she's like, let's go, you know, and my, my brother-in-law owns it. There's nobody there. And I begged my mom to let me go because I had just gotten out of a really bad relationship. So my mom was just being strict, which she never was before. So I begged her to go. I go to this bar and I meet my husband, my future husband. And mind you, it was Ronnie, me, her brother-in-law, and like four other guys in that bar, and that's it. So I meet him, and Becky, the fun one, I get drunk, and he has to drive me home. <laughs> so he drives my car home, and he drops me off, and he tells me, I'm going to marry you. And I'm like, I mean, back then, you couldn't call somebody and say, like, pick me up. And I'm like, oh, the next day, I'm like, oh, my God, I met this guy, and he wants to marry me. I'm like, oh, he's psycho. Like, oh, my God. Like, and went to have dinner with him and he's like let's go meet my mom and I'm like oh my god like no so we go meet his mom and he tells me don't look at my mom on her left eye and don't freak out because she's super loud but my mom's blind on one eye and she has real bad anxiety so she's high all the time so I'm freaking out Max I'm freaking out like how do I get out of this car how do I get out of this situation who do I call like I can't call Lizzie already no one like, I have no cell phone right it was you know 1995 so we get there and his mom's very loud and she wants to sit me down well, he had told his mom that he had just met me and I had just got out of rehab and I was celebrating my sobriety. So she's like 
And she's a nurse. So she's wanting to sit me down and whatever, whatever. And I'm freaking out, trying not to look at her, sweating bullets, thinking, what the hell am I getting myself into? And then she looks at me again. And she's like, wait a minute, you're Hyman's daughter. And I'm like, yes. And she's like, Marta's your mom. And I'm like, yes. And she's like, we went on our honeymoon together. Her, his parents and my parents double dated on their honeymoon. Isn't that crazy? Oh my God. Yeah, like who does that? So then he huh. had to tell me, you know what? My mom's not high. So it was just, that's how we ended up hanging out. And, you know, we ended up being friends. And then my brother-in-law would ask me like, who are you dating? I'm like, well, I'm dating Edgar. Well, who's that? I don't know what's happening. We're just going out. I can't oh believe you. I don't know what. And so he met my brother. He met my brother-in-law. And I, he bought him beers all night long. And my brother-in-law and him are like brothers now. So me and my husband met. You know, I was at St. Mary's. My husband was working here in Laredo. And then he put into the academy. So really, really, we were together for a year. And then he left to the academy in, in uh, Charleston for the Border Patrol with Arturo, with Isela's husband. They both went together. Then he got stationed in California. And I started working here in Laredo. And he proposed to me. I didn't even, like, we weren't even thinking. I was just thinking, you know, he's going to work there. and We'll figure things out. Like, I wasn't thinking of the future. So make a long story short, we got married. I started working here at Lamar. I was working for two years here at Lamar and I got my certification, everything, you know, fully, you know, licensed teacher. And then I moved to California. So we get married. So then over there, I had to start all over again because I had to get my certification from, from the state of California. So I started my certification again there. And to make a long story short, we lived there for, I lived there for about two and a half years, but I had my, my son was born in California. My son, which is 21 now, was born at 26 weeks. Okay. Uh, he was born at 26 weeks. Um, I had a horrible delivery. You know, I almost, I almost died during my delivery. And it was a very scary situation. He was in the NICU for two months. I lived in the Ronald McDonald house. So all I asked my husband is, you know, um, we need to get back home. Like, I can't do this alone without my family, you know. So I said, let's go back home. And then you can go on your details. You can do whatever you want as, as long as I'm home. So because of the situation with my son, we got, they granted us a transfer back to Laredo. And when we came back, he fell and Arturo also came back together. Like we came back together, you know, without a coincidence. So I had my son there and I think, you know, until this day, like my son just turned 21 Saturday and I'll still cry. Like, you know, because I go back to his, when he was born, because he, it was because of him that, you know, I learned so much about life. I mean, we were newly married. I just bought a house, you know. And, you know, I had to live in the Ronald McDonald house, living next to with another family that was, their baby was born addicted to heroin. So that was a baby that was next to mine. It was just, you know, and my husband had to go back to work. So I had to be there alone. Uh, we had nowhere to stay. Ronald McDonald house wouldn't give us a place to stay because our baby wasn't sick enough. And we had no money. We're like, okay, we'll, we'll just live in our car because I had to be with my son. And things just started like we got a house and we got a room at the Ronald McDonald house. And so I lived there alone for about a month and a half. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and they told me, they told me flat out, the doctors told me, you know, my son would never be able to do what any other child does. He's always going to be behind academically, physically. And, you know, it was just something that, you know, as a new mother, not, you know, knowing how to handle a preemie and, you know, and he, he's, I mean, he's a black belt if you see him, he's, you know, he doesn't look like a preemie anymore. He's excelled, <laughs> very smart boy, always, you know, he's always excelled in everything he does. So God is good, you know, very healthy child now. So this day, you know, it was the hardest time of my life. I think that was one of the hardest times. And it made me, it made me my husband who we are today. 
I think because of that, because nobody helped us, you know, it was just me and him, you know, we yeah, it all by ourselves. It's you and your spouse yeah. against the world. It against really the is. world, like not knowing what we're doing. And then, so when my son got out of the NICU, my husband would, I would work from eight to four and my husband would go in and they gave him a special schedule so that, cause we no daycare would accept him because he was uh, wearing a, a, a monitor because he would forget to breathe when he would eat and, you know, and I didn't want him at a daycare. So because of all that, we came back to Laredo, but that was one of the most trying times of my life. And again, I remember being in a waiting room and like, you could, you could get a phone call. So Nina and Lizzie would, I would get, go to the waiting room about seven o'clock and they would call me to that phone and I would talk to them. And, you know, it was just still my group of friends that were with me throughout that as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, you know, that was one of the hardest times of my life, I believe. And it's molded. It's made me, I guess, not sweat the, you know, like think of my perspective in life changed a lot. Like there's so much that people worry about. It's like, no, you don't, you know, that. And I think losing my mom was one of the hardest. Those are the two things that have shaped my life and, and made me who I am today. Cause it, it was, it was very hard, very hard to, and it's still as my mom's been gone three years and it's still something that, that it, it's very difficult. Very, wow. very difficult. Let me ask, how old was your mom? My mom was 83. 83. She was 83. Yeah. Yeah. She, you know, she was, uh, she had a heart, uh, she had a bypass surgery and her heart was too weak. Mm-hmm. So it was six weeks after the surgery that she passed. And, uh, I don't know how I did it, you know, managing life and my mom being sick and, you know, doing all that. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, I took care of her. I took care of her from finances to power of attorney to medical. I did everything. And so now I do that for my aunt. I do wow. the exact same thing, you know, for my aunt, I take care of her, all her, all her, all her needs. And, um, but yeah, it's just these, these tough moments in life, they shape you, they make you realize things. And, and this is what I think has made me, I, I think I'm much emotionally more intelligent. Now I have more emotional intelligence now as you get older than I did back in high school, which is, you know, everybody has that, but um, yeah, I mean, well, I, you know, first off, you know, deepest uh, condolences for your mom. I, I didn't even know until I called my parents when I found out that I was going to interview you. Mm-hmm. I, I went ahead and I called my, my parents and my dad, you know, I, I love my dad to death, <laughs> but I, we, we joke around that he's had early onset for like 40 years. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah. My dad is yeah. just, oh my God, the stories I could tell you. But I was asking, I'm like, okay, so I'm just trying to get name straight. And he was just all over the place. And my mom's like, no, you have to go and fix it. I'm like, why did, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, you know, Martha passed away. I'm like, why didn't you guys tell me? They don't, they don't tell me anything. My dad was sick going to a hospital. He was in, you know, admitted to the hospital. And it's like, what do you mean he's in the hospital? Like, I'm, I'm calling you now. When was he checked yeah. in? Yesterday. I'm like, and you're telling me now? Like, yeah. well, we didn't want to worry you because you're, you're. Yeah, okay. I, I'm the opposite. Like, if I have to be in charge of everything, I have to be the one and I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll vent about it. But it's just me and my sister. But I, I mean, I did everything for my mother. And right now I'm like, handling, I'm switching my aunt from like Medicare to Medicaid right now and, and, you know, life insurances and, you know, I told my husband, I'm, I'm ready when something happens. I'm learning. Yeah. But it's just, I promised my mom I would take care of my aunt and that's where I'm at. But I mean, I was blessed. You know, I'm at the point now that I can think of my mom and think of the good memories. And, and, and that, I guess, 
fills the emptiness. I mean, losing, a, you'll never know what it is to lose a parent until you do. But my mom was, I was blessed. I was blessed with such an, a, a, a wise person to teach us and to guide us. And, and uh, you know, yeah, I miss her. And there's days that, you know, I just, I, I still haven't taken her phone number off my phone. Like I can't. Um, wow. And there's times that I'm like, that was my mom. Or I'll catch myself doing things like, you know, using a paper towel and, you know, spreading it out so I can use it again. I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. my mom, you know. Um, little things like that and you know I just hold those things close to my heart my boys were very fond of her they have very good memories so you know it's hard and it's, it's nothing you're going to get over tomorrow you'll never get over it no you and, don't uh, you don't and it's just um, yeah it's just no one knows until it happens but I'm very blessed to have the memories I have of her and it's a very raw thing I we yeah. lost my mother-in-law in 2008 she had lung cancer uh, I still have, I'm the one that kept it. It's maybe on this machine, but I have a, her old voicemail. I recorded it on my phone after she passed away. And I, and I was able to transfer the file over because it's those little things that you keep that. Yeah, you see, and I did, my niece has one method. So every now she comes over and I'm, cause my niece, my oldest niece, my sister's oldest daughter took it really, really hard. And, um, she, uh, she took a painting because of her anxiety and she's an amazing artist now. Like it's, it's I'm like, this is my mom and her, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but she has one message and we, we, I, every now and then I'm like, give me the message. I want to hear it, you know, just to hear my mom's voice. But, but yeah, I just, I, I keep her picture with me. Like I keep things that matter, you know? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think we've discussed a lot about what you did yeah. in, in your twenties, thirties in the last 10 <laughs> years. Why don't we, we move forward and, and, and just ask, you know, uh, if you were to ask your 18 year, I'm sorry, if we asked your 18 year old self what you'd be doing 30 years later, what would you have said? I would have said, yeah, I'm teaching. I like to teach. I, I mean, even though it's, we're very underpaid and, you know, there's so much, you know, everybody has their own idea of teaching. I loved it. I loved being in the classroom and the tougher the child, the better. I love middle school. I loved, you know, I, they would give me the toughest kids and I loved that. I loved that power that, you know, I'm going to win you over and you're, you're going to do what I say. And you're going to, you know, cause I was a writing teacher and uh, I would have said, I'm going to be a teacher, but you know, when you can become very comfortable in what you're doing, you become complacent. It's like, what next? And I think about six years ago, I started thinking like, is this it for me? Like I started thinking how oh, I should have thought when I was in my twenties, I started thinking, I guess my boys were older and, you know, I had more time for myself um, because I was always a very, very, committed mom you know I was at the practices I was at the games I wanted to know not to complain to the coaches but I wanted to make sure my kids were doing you know pushing themselves so I was that mom and so I never had time for me it was just my boys my boys my boys and ironically I mean when I was growing up I didn't like outdoors I didn't like to get dirty I didn't like sweaty I didn't none of that and then I have boys yeah (laughs) so you know it, it was you know so I'm that boy mom now that bleacher mom but it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I thought, you know, like there's, there's needs to be more. And I have a very close friend of mine, uh, Jeanette, that we taught together at Lamar. And she told me there's more, if you need to do something. And so in 2015, I applied to another school district, to UISD, and I became uh, like an academic coach. And you, they, they go to the, the lowest performing schools and you turn them around in whatever content area mine was writing. So that's what I started doing. Loved it, but they moved me to elementary. And I've been a middle school teacher my whole life. So when you have a little boy, little girl wanting to hug me and they like me and they want to give me a sticker, I'm like, get away, you know? 
So it's been an adjustment. It's been an adjustment. Uh, but I've learned a lot, you know, I've learned a lot. And so I just recently, I'm like, there's more to what I have to do. Like there's more that I want to do. So I got my master's, I did it slowly. And throughout my master's, you know, one semester, Isela passed and that was hard. And then when I lost my mom, I remember it was the second week before she passed, I was in the hospital room writing a paper with my mom and my mom was going through dementia, but she was having one of her lucid moments. And uh, she asked me what I was writing about. And I was writing about a, a psychologist. So we started talking about the paper and I'm talking to her and typing away. And she's like, whatever you do. And she told me to stop. She goes, do not finish what you're going to do. Just make sure you finish your master's, whatever happens to me. And I took that with me and I finished. I mean, I finished, I graduated last May. And it was, I, it was, I mean, I wish you would have seen me, you know, if she wasn't there, but I know she was there with me, but Right. And so I got my master's in curriculum instruction with, and I have a reading specialization. So I'm, I'm looking at different, different things. I don't want to graduate. I don't want to retire. I, I would love to teach at a university. I sound stupid and like a glutton for punishment, but I loved <laughs> coming home and having homework and being my, like nobody knowing, you know, just getting my own vibe. It was so stressful, but it was just, it was a good stress. Like I'm mm -hmm. just weird that way, you know? No, you know? no, I, Definitely, I understand. I My sister's it. like, you're nuts. I'm like, I loved it. Like, I loved it, you know, and we just, it's managing your time. But, uh, but yeah, so I got my master's and now I'm like, okay, what next? You know, I still, I love my job right now, but that, like, there's, I just feel like there's something else I have to, I don't know. Something's waiting for me. I get that. No, I totally get that. Top three memories of your life after high school. I get one of them is, is, is having my, my son, mm -hmm. having my son. And now I think now it's funny because we just talked about it that our, my, my son and my nieces, they're all, you know, older and they all 21. So it's like the best part of us is coming out now because when we hang out, it's my nieces, my son. And it's like, ooh, Becky's a fun mom. You know what I mean? Like we can take a shot and, you know, it's crazy. It's stupid. It's funny. Like, oh my God, are your kids? But it's just knowing that I wanted to come home because of my son, but I also wanted my son to be, or my kids to be close to the, their the cousins because I was aside from my best friends my cousins on my dad's side and on my mom's side like we're very close to this day you know so I still have that that cousin bond so I wanted my kids to experience that and we have that right now you know my kids and my my sister's kids are best friends and if they have a boyfriend or my niece brings all her girlfriends over they're all best friends you know what I mean I have a house yeah, of girls yeah. now and it's the coolest thing because I'm like this is what we were meant to do in life. Like, you know, so yeah. when I see that, those are memories that let me know that, you know, we did right. I, we, I, I made a good choice by, you know, because my life would have been very different in California. My husband's like, you probably would have been a superintendent over there because, you know, I live in a tiny, tiny, tiny town where one school, one elementary, one middle school, and I did everything over there, you know, uh, because they, they looked at Texas as a very uh, structured school system and California wasn't as structured. So, I did a lot. Like I was even a volleyball coach, but that's another interview. Yeah. Hilarious. It was everyone makes fun of me because I don't like to get dirty. I'm not athletic being kind at all. When but you I say four foot eleven too. Yeah, I'm like, like <laughs> so I would just watch them and, and I just watch watch them play. Like, good job, girls. And like I know what I was doing, you know. But I did anything and everything. So I think memories would be my California my experience in California with my husband. We had really good memories. I mean, aside from you know, experiencing um, my my son's birth was difficult. Uh, but it's that and it's now I mean we get together with our kids and it's just fun to see how the bond we have and and you know 
and I'm blessed to to be married to my best friend. You know, I have a, I mean, my, my husband's, we're best friends. And that also is, we have a good bond there, you know? So I think my best memories are my, my St. Mary's by far and my, my years in California, you know, it's just. And I was there two and a half years. And it's funny you said two and a half, I'm like that's exactly how long I was there. Um, let me see, who did you stay in touch with? You, you mentioned Lizzie, Claudia, same people. Everybody. Okay. And yeah, you're, and we know that you, where you've lived other than Laredo. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We got check mark that one. We did that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. What has that journey been like? And what have you learned about yourself? I think, well, we spoke and we touched on that. Yeah. I learned I'm, I'm, um, I'm hard on myself. I'm really, really hard on myself. And I'm very uh, determined. Like I need, once I start something, I have to get it done. And I'm more focused. I think I'm, I've, I'm wiser now. And I get that from my mom, that <laughs> wisdom that, you know, you just know, and you just, I'm just very determined now. Maybe too determined. <laughs> Maybe too determined, right? Yeah. Uh, do you have, let me see, says, we've spoken about your occupation. Do you have any hobbies? No, I mean, what was to read, but really and truly like my, 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 my favorite Saturday is just to, I love my morning coffee. Like I've turned into my mother. I like just to be awake and nobody be awake with me and me drink my coffee and just veg is, you know, and, you know, I do, you know, my hobbies now are my boys, whatever they're into, you know? Yeah. no follow So me. it's not, you know, something that my own time, like things that I do on my own, I go to the gym, I go to the gym, but I go with a group of ladies, you know, we do our yoga or whatever. That's my 30 minutes every day, mm-hmm. you know, my, but other than that to say like, I'm a diehard at something, no. Okay. Are your kids anything like you? And yes. does that make you worried? Are you worried that they're My older one is my, uh, he's the most stubborn kid ever. Stubborn, very, very, and that's very, very much like me. Once he gets his mind on something, that's it. And uh, he's passive aggressive, you know, and my younger one wears his heart on his sleeve. And I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I don't tell people though, but you know, I'll tell my closest friend or my husband, like, I can't believe they said that it hurt me, but I won't tell anybody else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And my, my youngest is like that. He has a heart of gold and uh, he's just very late, very, very laid back. So I think I'm, my, my older one is more like me, more feisty in that sense. Wow. Yeah. So far, who's had the biggest impact on your life? My mother. Your my mother. mother. My mother and my boys. My mother and my boys. See, I, I knew you were going to say your mom. I always think of like who's older, and you, you're like, also who's younger. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move forward a little bit because we've been going on for a while. Biggest joys in your life, and how do you treasure those memories? The one of the biggest joys right now is getting my master's. I think it was a big accomplishment. It was just something that I did on my own. Like nobody, it was my own. You know, it was it was just something that I was like, wow, like I was able to do it. You know, it was something that I wanted to do that I did on my own. It just makes me feel really good that, that it was, nobody helped me. Like it was something that I did on my own. I didn't have to do it. I wasn't doing it for work. It was just something for self-worth that, and just seeing my boys and, and seeing when they make decisions or when things happen, I'm like, you know what, I, I, I'm doing okay. You know, but my, my boys are my, my heart and soul. They, they drive me nuts. <laughs> they drive me nuts. And at times, 
you know, I'm harder on him. My husband's the one that's more easier on him. He's more like, you know, what do y'all want? And, you know, if they need money, I'll give them $30. My husband will give them a hundred, you know, he's more, but, um, so I'm the tough one. I'm the tough one in, I see a lot of me and them and they have a lot of my husband too, but like, you know, it's just, but now that I feel like they're being molded into who they are and what they like and what they want to do and making their own choices and their own voice. It's like, wow, like, you know, I created those humans. Like, those are mine. <laughs> All my bad decisions in high school, forget about that. Like, these are my boys. These are my humans, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So my family, yeah. Definitely cool. my family. And what are your plans for the next 10 years? <laughs> I'm, my husband's close to retiring. I'm not. I will, I mean, if I, I'll end up alphabetizing my, my spices or something, like, I'll die, you know? I'm my own worst enemy. So I don't know. There's just something else I have to do. Like I'm looking out to see what other job opportunities, something bigger than what I'm doing now is that I have that spark in me. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm 48, but I just feel like there's something else I got to do. So do you think in 20 years then you're going to be like, okay, now it's time. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe once I start, you know, the back starts hurting or whatever, but I, I love, I love the stress of the teaching system. I, I love all that. It's crazy but I really like it. Um, they did, when I got my master's, my professor wanted me to get with her and publish something, like all my experiences and everything I know, like start a publish, start writing article to get published. But I was like, oh, that's too much work. Mm-hmm. But she reached out to me a couple of months ago if I was interested, but I'm like, not, I, maybe not that stressful. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I think, I mean, I'm happy where I'm at right now. I don't see myself retired yet. Like I don't see like, oh, I'm, you know, yeah are older so we can do more you know i wish i felt like that i i don't i wish i retired (laughs) already yeah Um, yeah my sister's like i'm ready to quit tomorrow and i'm like really no i'm not i like getting up in the morning and having a place to go yeah absolutely i don't know i mean i like getting out of the apartment but i really don't want (laughs) to i I started i got into a fight with my boss uh last week two weeks ago not a good thing oops (laughs) no no bueno what is the one thing about you that nobody would ever guess? That I, I'm very, not insecure. No, I'm not insecure. I just second guess myself. And it's not so much that, I don't know, it's because I am shy. I get embarrassed. And everybody's like, you're not shy. I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> um, I am. I am shy. You know, that and uh, what else? What else? Now that I'm older, it's weird. But if I could work at a vet's office, because I see so many like Dr. Pole and I see all these. Vets, oh, yeah. If, I, if my second life could be working as a veterinarian, I would so do it. Like, I love it. Like, mm-hmm. like I love animals now. I don't know if it's just the older person than me, but I, I mean, I would love to work with animals. I wish I had a chance to go see him. I, I lived in Ohio for a while. I'm like, oh, Michigan's right there. It's right there. Like, it's very therapeutic, I think. Like, I don't know. I just, but I would love, I, I just would love doing that. I don't know. I, weird. yeah, no, for certain, because especially with cats, they're really good when you have anxiety. Yes. Yeah. We all have these. What is the old people thing that you do? Or what, if you catch what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you do that old people do? Like right now, recently, I, I can't have TVs that are loud. Like I told my husband, like, turn everything off, like lower things. Like, what's wrong with you? And like, you're old now. And I'm like, yes, it bothers me. Like, when things are too loud, <laughs> if everybody has a TV on, like when football season's on, like, you know, everybody has a different team and they're all yelling at different TVs. And if my older son is in town, it's like, holy moly, like I need them. Like I'm quiet and they make fun of me. It's such an old lady, you know, leave me alone. 
It's like, I am, I'm getting there. Leave me out. Young boy, you'll get there soon enough. Um, okay, so it's August of 1991. What would you tell your younger self back then? To push themselves and not to second guess themselves. I second guessed myself a lot. I always mm -hmm. like questioned everything I was doing or worrying about what somebody would say or I would leave somebody out or something. Would, you know what I mean? Or yeah. just go with what you want to do and don't worry about everybody else. And funny that I say that because my older son is like that. He doesn't give a rat's ass what they think of him. He's going to do it. Like if he wants to do that, he's going to do it on his own time though, but he's going to do it. And I'm like, if I was a little bit more like him in high school. You know, a kid, when we were juniors, I can't remember his name, his sister, I've known his sister since kindergarten, Delia Mireles. She's a teacher, I believe. She was and a teacher her, at Lamar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At and Lamar with it, me. Mm -hmm. Well, her older brother was like, dude, you're interested in the military? God, you don't look like the military type. Yeah, yeah 20 years in the military, here I am. Yeah. Like, yeah. What would you tell yourself as a high school graduate? To get your bachelor's and then to and get your master's right away, not to wait, not yeah. to wait. I, yeah. so that's what I told my son. Once you get your, your, your bachelor's, don't wait. Don't go get a job and you'll never do it. You know, you'll end up being 40 and getting it with me. Like, you know, that was the worst mistake I did. It is hard. It is really hard. Mm -hmm. um, what do you miss most about the 90s? About the 90s? Not the clothes. The fashion was in my, like, the geometric patterns and all that was in my cup of tea. I think it was just the whole laid back vibe of everything. You know, just, you know, I didn't, nobody had to report to anybody. There was no phones. There was no, you know, I would go out. I mean, I remember the day I got, the last day of, uh, at Lamar before I got married, me and a group of teachers, we all went across. You know, I was leaving, getting married and leaving to California. And we left at noon for lunch. I didn't get home like two or three in the morning. And my mom was not worried. My mom went to, fell asleep, you know, going to work the next day. There was so much trust and it was just, you know, it wasn't the way it is today. Thank God we didn't have social media back then, <laughs> you know, but it was just, uh, it was just a go with the flow vibe. You know, it was, you know, what are we going to do today? <laughs> you know, now, now it, it's so structured. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, so was the 80s. 80s were also very rigid. So aside from like, I'm sorry, I'm just going to, we're going to call some truth here. Aside from the horrendous clothing trend that went yeah. on during the 90s is there anything you don't miss about it i don't know i don't know there's no i mean i, think I, love the eight, I think i love yeah i think i love the 80s more the whole vibe of the 80s more than the 90s yeah. the 90s to me but I'm, I'm an 80s child at heart you know but Same from here. shows from like mm -hmm. the other day my husband uh he's a big amazon person and he, he primes everything now you know, we even buy our cat food on Amazon, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm looking at our orders and I'm like, you bought it, Simon says? He's like, yeah. So we woke up one morning and I'm like, okay, I usually have my coffee. Nobody talks to me, but let's, I'm playing Simon says. And my son gets up. He's like, what's that noise? I'm like, oh my God, this is the epitome of the 80s. He's like, what the hell is that? And I was like, and he's like, that's easy. And then he messed up. I'm like, I'm like, when I get Alzheimer's or dementia, this is what we're going to use. Yeah, absolutely. But, <laughs> You know, the video games and all the memorabilia of the 80s. And, you know, I just miss all that. It was a, it was a good time. It was fun. I, I actually love the clothing from the 80s. So it was pretty cool. And now it's, it's, it's getting better. Yeah, yeah. but it's getting better. <laughs> I like the slimmer clothes, more, more streamlined. Um, so we're, you mentioned the Nixon campus. Did you, have you actually visited the, the campus? And what did you think of it? 
last time I visited the campus was ooh, many moons ago for a meeting, but I drove by there just the other day with my husband and it is amazing. Like their magnet school is state of the art. Like it's just, I mean, if you ever can get on Facebook and look at, you know, look at pictures or, or Google them, you'll be amazed. The campus okay. is humongous. It's beautiful. But I, I haven't been inside. Claudia and Lizzie both took at Nixon. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Nice for them. They went back to their roots. So I'm going to have to plan a visit down to Laredo like in January because y'all have. No, you're going to be like, you're going to be like blown away with Nixon. Yeah. There's no, there's no outdoor. It's all indoors. It's all remodeled. You know, you know, when we had like uh, the beauty college and then the Malinche parking lot. Yeah. All that's, all that's building now. It's all Nixon now. Like there's no, it's all together. Um, so it's a beautiful school, but these kids don't have the wall. We have the wall. I know. Like we have the hallway. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, what advice <laughs> do you have for the class of 2022? <laughs> Don't get coronavirus. I know. Uh, just don't, you don't have to put everything out on social media. Not everything has to be recorded. You know, Thank not you. everything has to be taken a picture of, not everything has to be posted. And just keep things personal, you know, keep things to yourself and just be humble. You know, right now our, our, our world is crazy, you know. It's such a crazy world we live in. And I, I, I worry about my own kids. But yeah, the kid right now is to slow down. Slow down. There's no need to kids when it worries. I mean, these kids right now, like we played outside, you know, like we went outside and we were little play outside all day long. You know, we drank water from a water hose. We walked to the store. I would walk to the store barefooted by my grandmother's cigarettes, like with all my cousins, like, you know what I mean? Like, and these kids are never going to experience that because they're, 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 I mean, I guess they're victims of their of, of our society with technology and stuff, but just to slow down, be a kid. The world is changing, right? So mm -hmm. I you mentioned getting cigarettes for your grandma. I I used to go to the store, my brother and I were like six years old, walking out with a six yeah. pack of, of Lone yeah. Star Light and you know, pack of cigarettes and say hi to your grandparents. They already knew. And now it's like oh. No, and, and I, I step on a Lego and I'm dying and I would walk out walk barefoot because it was, mm -hmm. I live right next to my grandmother and my cousins. So um, we would play outside all day long, but I'd be barefoot, you know? And I'm like, I can't even walk out, you know, and, or step on a Lego or something. I'm freaking out. Back then it was just like, <laughs> my grandmother needed cigarettes. So we'd all go, we'd all walk barefoot or what, what, you know, it was just night, 100 degrees outside. We never complained. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just times were easier. It was, it was just an easier way of living and it was just clean innocent fun you know oh yeah i know air conditioning back then was a piece of paper <laughs> <laughs> you were good yeah i mean and, and we're fine you know we came yeah. out fine not me anymore <laughs> unfortunately i'm used to like 30 degree weather and that. let's keep it Ooh, that way no. yeah want i want my summer back i'm, I'm ready <laughs> yeah. um all right so you mentioned your shout out already mm -hmm. um it is what about a mixtape? So if you were to curate a playlist of five to 10 songs for the class of 92, uh, what would class, I create? Yeah. My playlist <laughs> would be, I was, I was looking at songs. It would have to be uh, Eric Clapton, Tears in Heaven. Huh? And I don't know why I remember that song so vividly because my, uh, my grandmother on my dad's side passed away. And then I was at LC and we had to think of a song it reminded us of a loved one. And I, I remember thinking of my grandmother in that song. And I remember always thinking like, God, I mean, I wonder when I'm going to have to think of like my mom passing with a song like this. And it just stuck in my head. Like, and I'm like, that was a song I liked in high school, but I was connected with my mind going hundred miles an hour, but it's weird. 
En Vogue. I loved En Vogue. Um, Color Me Bad. Uh, yeah. I, I remember one time we were at the wall, on, sitting on the wall, and it was during winter, I guess, because it was Thano, Stephen Chapa, Bobby, I don't know who else, and they were singing uh, I Want to Sex You Up from Color Me Bad, and they were doing the whole, like, uh, you know, doing the whole, I remember that song, and I'm like, oh my God, we were so tacky, like, what's wrong with us, but it has to be Friends in Low Places from Garth Brooks, uh, My Sharona from The Knack, Friday I'm in Love with Cure, and my all-time song, and like, we were, I was talking to my nieces, and I'm like, if I, when I pass away, guys, because I have boys, right? I'm like, all my purses are yours. I said, but you have to play I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor at my funeral. <laughs> like, wow. that is my song. That went in Freedom from uh, George Michael. Those yep. are my two favorite songs. Like, those are my songs. And they always make fun of me. They're like, you know, I'm like, no, I want to I go out with a bang. I want to be pretty. So that's going to be my song. And you ask Lizzie or Claudia, I Will Survive. They like that's Becky's song. <laughs> Becky's song. Huh? All right. Well, let's go into the lightning round. Uh, last TV show that you binged? I just finished it. Which one was it? Um, holy moly. Shameless. Okay. Favorite movie from the 90s? Favorite movie from the 90s? Jerry Maguire. Okay. Fab from the 90s you still think is cool? My Doc Martens. I can wear them again. They're coming back. I'm wearing them. <laughs> I wore Doc Martens today and I'm going to, I want to buy another pair. Um, Okay, let's see. Favorite beverage? Sweet tea. Okay. Sweet Signature tea. dish that you cook or something that you bake? Every time we cook out, I make a killer macaroni and potato salad. Like, my niece is like, everyone's like, are you making a macaroni or potato salad? I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> my husband cooks. I'm not, I'm, I've learned to cook because I have boys and they're, they're monsters and they eat me out of my house. And my husband was stationed in different parts of the world for many many months at a time. So I learned how to cook, but my husband is, is a cook and my younger son is in, in a better cook, like from scratch, like everything there. So I've learned to get by, but my macaroni salad and my potato salad. I love potato salad. I'm a junkie. Do you prefer to fly or, or take a road trip? I have no patience. So I, yeah, I have no patience. Like now that I'm older, I think that's one of my another quirk of being older is that I have no patience like I get frustrated really quick so I think flying I think okay. I have to be uh pineapple on pizza yes or no 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 never okay and um what tape slash cd or lp do you still have from high school that you have played the most the reality bite soundtrack Okay. Okay. So that, that ends everything. But before we want to go, I have to say this. I want everyone to know. So the last time I saw you was high school. You mm -hmm. have not aged. Oh, baloney, Max. No. <laughs> baloney. No. Okay. Look, you see all the gray on my face. You, yes. you have not aged. You look the same. Seriously. Oh, well, thank you. No, there, there's a little, there's a little Botox going on there every now and then, you know, every now and then. <laughs> uh, yeah you know self-care thank you so much no thank you yeah. yeah no it was fun it was fun yeah absolutely thanks you guys uh, yeah. is there anything any parting words you want to give us for the class of 92 it's a blur missy <laughs> it's a blur i just was telling uh mac how you know he asked about um who i would give a shout out to you know and i had to give a shout out to nina 
you know, uh, may she rest in peace, but she's one of the strongest, most amazing humans we ever knew. And, um, you know, she, she just made us all, my group of friends, better people. So I want to part with that and, and that she's missed and um, till we meet again. Till we meet again. But this was fun. Thank you for listening. 